The game was called death. Seriously. My twin brother and I made it up when we were boys. One of us would spend an hour in the basement rigging it up with all kinds of spooky shit. Creepy notes written in ketchup like, You will die soon. And Satan is near. Or maybe just the big kitchen knives. Or beloved stuffed animals dangling in nooses. Like my brother's weirdly Jewish plush dog he called Sam Brockamitz. Then, the other brother would open the door. You couldn't see anything. You never knew what to expect. And you walked down into the basement with just a single book of matches. And you went through the dark very slowly. And you were afraid. At the end, you were supposed to die, interestingly. Oh, God. Oh, no. So much to live for. Two years ago, in the early morning, my mother calls me. Mom, 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 whoa, whoa. Do you know what time it is, Mom? Because I'll tell you what time it is, Mom. It's darkness o'clock. And she tells me that she sold it. She sold our childhood home. The tremors from the disease made the stairs in the house, like, impossible for her. It was all just too much space to clean, to care about. Our town has been changing a lot anyway. New people, wealthy people. I heard the realtor on her cell phone call our house a teardown. A teardown. And my mom asked me to come home and clear out the basement. There were some things down there that she just couldn't bear to see. See, the basement. The basement was the universe. Dark, windowless, and ours. I remember the beanbag chair and the Tandy computer where I program my very first video game, Vietnam. And no matter what, in the very first scene, the mama-san stuck you with a knife and you died automatically. Or what about the second long-distance phone line? Remember those? Or my mom's missing books, her copies of The Joy of Sex, The Fear of Flying, and The Naked Ape, which actually had nothing to do with sex and was really boring. And of course, the death game. I should say Colin wanted to be there. He lives in Chicago, but he's not allowed. He has trouble adjusting. He doesn't like to remember who he was or what he did. I think we all have our basement stories. The person below the person. It started in eighth grade, Boy Scout camp, also known as Hell in Shorts. Colin and I both went and spent two weeks watching other kids in our troop light the campfire with hairspray. Whoosh! and drop daddy long legs on the fire in something they called the pain olympics <laughs> watch this sweet now see colin colin was great thrifty reverent wise so naturally everybody hated him so in the middle of the night while he slept the other boys carried his cot out from his tent and set it in the showers and turned on the cold water I just watched like I watched the pain Olympics and the comets of fire that torched our food when Colin woke up drowning. The next day, when we got back from whittling or canoeing or whatever the hell we were trying to do to grow ourselves up, the tents of our troop were all burned to the ground. Whoosh! Hairspray on plastic. He'd learned it from them. Sensory input disorder, that was the diagnosis. Not, say, revenge? Mostly, Colin was stray voltage. 
I became his caretaker, like his ambassador to the world. You couldn't just touch Colin. He had to touch you first. Elsie went a little bit haywire. Around this time, my mother started dating again. It was four years after the divorce and Angus came into our lives. Angus was this big-time American studies professor at Rutgers, and his entire field of research was the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil, which is this winged goat creature that steals your firstborn and takes them to Atlantic City. Basically, the chupacabra meets Sinatra. Angus looked like David Crosby. He had a mustache, he only drank tea, and he wanted to teach us tennis so badly that he paid us. I'm pretty good at tennis. Thank you, Angus. And my mother, as you could imagine, fell in love. Mostly what I remember is this one morning, Angus had spent the night and he was up making us pancakes with his dick sticking out of his pajamas, a thumb in burned grass. Colin and I just stared. That afternoon, we were in the basement listening to the vent when we heard Angus tell our mother that he had fallen in love with this other woman. And it was complicated, but good complicated, and, and he wanted to explore his feelings with this other woman. And then we heard our mother weep. Why don't I just go make us some tea, Angus said. And Colin went upstairs, where, where Angus ruffled his hair like he knew who the hell we were, and Colin poured that pot of boiling water into Angus's lap. After that, after the um, police, Colin had a therapist who made him keep a diary, a, a tape diary. And I found it amongst all his things in the basement. Hey, Mom, stop in the beginning and we'll record it, okay? See, this is it. Except, that's me. To collect my thoughts. He didn't keep it, I did. Right I now, kept it for him. I guess it'll be my diary. And the first entry will be... So that nobody would know what he was really listening to. Hatred. Which was this other record called The Sounds of Horror, which had people getting burned and people getting buried. I mean, terrible things on it. Until the day my mother finally came into the basement and she found her copy of The Joy of Sex and The Fear of Flying and this map that he'd made on graph paper of our high school with all these X's and people's names written next to them. And at the top he wrote, The Death Game. My mother fired the therapist and I could stop making the tapes, finally. And she said, where are the pills? And they said, well, there are pills for him, but there are places too. I don't know what makes the difference, why one person turns out one way and another person spun into the world at exactly the same time turns out another. My twin brother is an inch taller than me. He is a lot angrier than me. Everybody lives above their own cellar. I share mine. The night before Colin left, he came into my room and he said, I'm afraid. I'd never heard him say that before. So we lay on my bed and I told him that the world would be like our game with all these traps and scary things that people put there for you and maybe you even put them there yourself and you just had to walk through the dark very slowly. I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. So I made him a tape walking around our neighborhood with some of the music that he liked and pretending to know things that I didn't. And I found it in the pile of his things in the basement. He'd left it behind. I've got it now, with all the rest of his stuff. Recently, a lawyer called me. Colin hurt somebody again. And now they want his whole story, the evidence against him. And I told him it's all there. It's in the basement at 17 Walnut Street. Except the new owners, 
The new owners went bankrupt halfway through their teardown, so now there's just a hole in the ground, open to the air, and every last shadow is gone.